This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, April 6th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Drought to hit rice growers hard. Farm Coalition warns of food crisis and EPA reaching out on ag runoff. Conant, smaller irrigation districts may not operate this year. Bureau of Reclamation Regional Director Ernest Conant described the State Board of Food and Agriculture yesterday uh, how unprecedented the current drought really is. The Sacramento River settlement contractors with senior water rights are entitled to 75% of their Central Valley project allocation under their contract. But they're not going to get anywhere near that this year because we simply don't have the water, said Conant adding he expected it to land around 20%. The agency is limiting water releases from Lake Shafta to 4,500 cubic feet per second, more than 30% below the previous record. Last year, the contractors voluntarily reduced the allocation to 65%, leading to about 200,000 acre feet of water for transfers. Conant expects basically no water being moved and smaller contractors not to operate their systems this year since it would not make sense to gear up the system for such little water. There's going to be hundreds of thousands of acres in the Sacramento Valley that have never been fallowed before and are going to be fallowed this year, he warned. Remember, reclamation has zeroed out allocations to most irrigation districts. The Bureau also announced Friday that CVP allocations to cities will be limited to basic public health and safety based on a formula of 55 gallons per person per day. So you're going to see a lot of brown lawns through the CVP and State Water Project and other places this summer, said Conant. Farm groups launch media campaign on food supply risks. The California Farm Water Coalition, in partnership with several ag groups, is warning that government policies are putting the food supply at risk. The coalition ran a full-page ad in the Wall Street Journal last weekend, arguing that water policies are out of balance. In large print, it reads, Today's world is full of uncertainties. Your food supply shouldn't be one of them. The coalition argues that science has not supported the practices of taking water from farmers to support fish and the environment. We thought it was important to remind them that California remains our best, most reliable source of food if farmers have the water they need to grow it, said Mike Wade, executive director of the coalition. The group is planning a social media campaign to further amplify this message. EPA expanding outreach on ag on nutrient runoff. The Environmental Protection Agency wants to strengthen partnerships with USDA, states, tribes, and community groups to reduce the flow of excess nutrients into the nation's waters. In a policy memo issued yesterday, EPA Assistant Administrator for Water Radhika Fox said EPA is urging states to include numeric criteria in their water quality standards. Despite EPA's continued advocacy for the adoption of numeric criteria since 1998, many states have not yet done so, Fox said. The memo says EPA plans to expand engagement with agriculture stakeholders and highlight their successes. 
One avenue will be the new quarterly roundtables with ag groups and continuation of existing forums, including the Office of Wastewater Management's Animal Agriculture Discussion Group. Fox also said EPA would explore opportunities to, quote, help states track and account for the adoption of agricultural conservation practices, conservation planning, and technical assistance as they implement nutrient strategies, total maximum daily loads, and watershed-based plants. Labor Secretary pledges enforcement on wage rules. The Labor Department is hosting a three-day virtual seminar called Nourishing Equity and Cultivating Compliance continues through Thursday. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh told 1,500 attendees yesterday that too many workers still vulnerable to exploitation and wage theft. He said the Wage and Hour Division conducted more than uh, 1,000 investigations and recovered over $8 million in back wages for more than 10,000 ag workers in fiscal 21. We're here to provide education and information and to enforce the law. And when compliance improves, everyone benefits, he said. Biden asked to revoke aquaculture executive order. Environmental groups, fishing businesses, and small farmers are among those calling on the Biden administration to revoke a Trump-era executive order promoting aquaculture. The May 2020 order, quote, pushes agencies to streamline and expedite the permitting processes uh, for the fish farming operations with little public and congressional oversight, they say in a letter to Biden and a relevant federal officials, including Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo and Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. Industrial offshore fish farms would contaminate our marine systems with drugs, chemicals, and unrelated waste, while the creating at the same time a breeding ground for pests and diseases, according to the letter dated today. By the way, the executive order calls for an update to the 1983 National Aquaculture Development Plan. The Subcommittee for Agriculture, which operates under the auspices of the White House Trade Office of Science and Technology Policy, recently sought comments on that update. Thompson urges scaling up centralized digesters for renewable gas. Top Republican of the House Ag Committee says smaller dairy farms should be able to take part in centralized anaerobic digesters, those devices used to turn manure into renewable energy. In an exchange with Jay McKenna, the CEO of the clean gasoline company Nasero. Uh, Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson said digesters work well for large farms, but McKinnon, whose company uses biogas to produce motor fuel, warned that the cost of the technology may be out of reach for smaller farmers. Thompson said digesters could be provided by a company or a cooperative for numerous farms to use. Thompson said one facility could serve 30 or 40 farms in his Pennsylvania district. Here's today's He Said It. In fact, it's precedented. We've been looking at three wet years, 2006, 2011, 2017, and a 20-year dry run. This is the new normal, folks. That the word of UC Merced watershed scientist Joshua Beers contradicting Conant's use of unprecedented to describe the current drought conditions. 
Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, April 6th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dowling.